This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy early, happy Sunday evening, folks. Might be the happiest part of your day is me wishing you a happy Sunday evening. Uh, tough one today. Uh, Jeff Floyd from Browns Maven, SI.com, Pete Smith, your local experts on the biggest stories for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Uh, Pete, a bunch of ways to go with this. And look, I mean, started out in the first quarter and a half. Seemed like you had a great game plan going. Um, Pittsburgh wasn't able to do much physically of anything. Um, when you have a safety who gets suspended because apparently practice isn't a friggin' option for him, and you're now counting on major reps from a guy who was a practice squatter a week and a half ago. Uh, yeah, you're going to have some issues with the deep balls. Granted, the corner play wasn't that great anyway. I guess I want to start here, though, Pete. What happened to the offensive script that we saw for essentially maybe the first quarter and a half or so? Um, I understand even Baker with the hand. They were down 17-10 when they first got the ball in the second half. What happened? These running backs were getting it done. Well, the big thing is the Steelers started winning up front. I mean, they, they, I mean, they just – J.C. Treader seemed to be favoring a, something with his legs, so he wasn't getting off as well. Uh, the offensive tackles were awful, absolutely awful. They were trying to scheme around him at times, and they weren't working. And then, you know, by the end, you know, Wyatt Teller was struggling to deal with uh, Javad Hargrave. So, I mean, that, that was it in a nutshell. They could not block with any consistency. They couldn't block to run the ball. They kept getting penalties that – that would knock them back. Um, Chris Hubbard, uh, you know, gets a holding penalty on, on a screen pass, which was just stupid on his part. They had the guy was making of, the tackle anyway. Just let it be. Right. Uh, any number, it, it took an awful angle, which is, you know, in doing something he's supposed to be effective in doing, you know, working in space. I mean, it was awful. Uh, so, you know, they, they got beat up front and that, that dictated the game, both sides. Uh, the Browns could not pressure uh, Devlin Hodges at all after the after the initial Chad Thomas sack, and then uh, it just got worse and worse and worse. The secondary was non-existent. Uh, there's just you know there's so many things you point to, and and my you know common denominator with all of them is John Dorsey, and John Dorsey deserves a ton of blame. Uh, for this game, I mean, the defensive line at the end of the game, in large part, was Porter Justin, Brandon Bryant, Brian Cox Jr., uh, you know Chad Thomas. Just they had a bunch of street free agents out there because they had nobody left, and he traded a bunch of their depth away or or whatever. Uh, you know he he acquired a guy in Demarius Randall who effectively got himself grounded um, this week and had to put a rookie in there who was you know look every bit of the clueless player he was in preseason. Uh, Greedy Williams continues to be awful. Um, he's, you know, it's just a struggle for him. And he ultimately got hurt. I don't know what the status with the shoulder is. Denzel Ward didn't play very well. Um, you know, they just got beat on both sides of the ball. And that's, that's what happened. So like all these people are going to, you know, take this and say, uh, you know, the, the, you know, you got to fire Freddie for losing this game, and and maybe that's ultimately the the just the, the the conclusion you come to. 
But, you know, the guys who lost this game um, were the guys that John Dorsey built around. Chris Hubbard, uh, you know, Demarius Randall, Reedy Williams, you know, Denzel Ward. You know, those are the guys who ultimately got beat. Justin McCray at left tackle. I mean, it was it was a joke. And Wyatt Teller, I like Wyatt Teller, but ultimately he got beat for a couple sacks and, and the in- inside part of the pocket fell apart. And once that was gone, that was sort of it. There was nothing else left. And Baker Mayfield got drilled over and over again throughout the game. And, you know, your, your general manager's contribution um, to this the offensive line so far is Wyatt Teller. And that's, that's where we're at. Wyatt Teller is your, your biggest acquisition for the team because you paid Chris Hubbard a bunch of money and he sucks. Greg Robinson, obviously injured, but he's not the answer. Uh, you know, you pick Austin Corbett, the, uh, the only guy out of all of those who's likely to be here next year is Teller. Other than that, you're going to have a bunch of guys who aren't on this team, and that is what's protecting your franchise quarterback. So this is this is where the team's at. And, I, you know, we can say Freddie's the problem, and, and he should have played the rookie Andrew Forbes, or he should have gone to Kendall Lamb, which I would have done. Um, but, you know, this is who the, – this is the, these are the players he was given, and they aren't real football players, which is what this team was promised by Dorsey. And now, and even to echo you here, because look, I mean, Pete, we've talked about this a lot, and you know, Odell was fantastic, and it's a move I, at the time, at the hindsight of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, well, you, you can't say no to this. But we went through this the entire 2018 draft process about the importance of defensive line. We went through it all last off season through the you know through free agency, through the draft, even in the summer when names like Gerald McCoy. And Mike Daniels, guys, names like this were popping up. They basically, you know, Brian Cox was a street-free agent. Porter Gustin was a street-free agent. You took a practice squad tackle away from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you know, Bryant had just been stowing away on your practice squad doing nothing. Would you, guys, this is what we mean when we talk about this. Um, you know, it would have been real nice to have a Mike Daniels to rotate in with these two other offensive tackles. It would have been really nice to keep a Danny Shelton around. Um, and it's, look, hey, oh, well, we got cap room. We got cap room. Okay, well, then give them one-year deals. Get somebody here for the time being. Because uh, you didn't use the cap money anywhere else. And now you're you know, out there today where you were playing your fourth, fifth, and sixth defensive end, Olivier Vernon. God bless you for trying to gutting it up, gutting it up out there for this team. Good for you. I mean, at least in that respect. Uh, but when you ignore offensive line, defensive line like they have, this is what you end up with. And look, we we know a lot about Baker. One thing we know is Baker Mayfield's six foot and a couple of pence. I mean, a couple of pennies, and you know, two twenty five, whatever his weight is. He's not he's not this big, huge brick franchise looking quarterback. The idea is to keep him as clean as possible. And even, I mean, if he's getting pressured around the end and he's got to step up and deal with pressure there, and then he's got to roll out. And there were a couple of times he even did make it and nobody got open. Uh, the one was the, you know, the throw to Higgins over the middle of the field. Uh, look, it's the important, it's the most important thing you've got right now. And, and he, if he's supposed to be the guy to change it, you've got to, you know, you've just got to put a better effort to it. But you cannot be going against a team in the Pittsburgh, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, where their calling card is we run the ball well. And we play good defense. And you're out there with, you know, Joe Schmo from Idaho getting 35 reps of defensive tackle. You just can't do it. 
Pete, what did you think about the sequence where Becker, Baker got hurt even? I mean, I guess a couple of YOLO, Yolo balls trying to get yourself a pass interference call there before half. I, I don't have a problem with the idea of trying to score. I mean, uh, I mean, once you got that little that little run from uh, from Kareem Hunt there, it, you know, it seemed reasonable enough to keep going. Um, the, the, you know, you could argue with the play calls. I mean, the, the the hit, the play that was actually got him hit was sort of fluky in that. But again, why, you know, why why do we have these guys who can't block? You know, it was Justin McCray was awful. And I don't know if, a, you know, a great offensive tackle would have prevented that particular fluky hit, but it certainly doesn't help, you know, doesn't make me uh, think that Justin McCray's worth a damn. Um, and, then, you know, if he, if he makes that play, and I mean, threw the ball 70, if, if Odell Beckham, who did nothing in this game, nothing, uh, if he makes one of those plays, and obviously those particular throws weren't like close or anything, uh, but if one of those gets made, obviously he's going to be a hero. And you know, so I don't. I, I think if anything, I, I I wouldn't have tried to heave it down the field so early and often. I think it would have been more along the lines of trying to get a little more yardage. Um, but I, I, you know, this is one of those things you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If if he doesn't, then they. You know, they run out the clock and go to halftime. You know, there are people who are going, why didn't you try to make it run a drive, all that stuff. So I think most of the criticism is basically a results-oriented business. You know, the, the fact that if he doesn't get hurt and they have the same result, most people are going to be like, yeah, whatever, let's move on. Uh, but because he did take that whack of the hand, and apparently it's just a bruise, um, that it, it's more scrutinized. So, you know, I didn't really have a problem with it. Uh, like like with all things, I may have may have been unhappy with with some of the specific play call choices. But this is this is sort of what you're left with. You were playing with three offensive linemen, and three was not enough, or or two and a half at times. So you you, you sort of this is this is what you brought, and you, you had to try to make the best of it. And, and they saw an opportunity to do that. Uh, yeah, it's you know, and with all that, yet yeah, you still had the Terrence Mitchell interception, which puts you in a golden spot. And we're gonna get to some. More of this and more. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith on your Locked On Browns post-game show. Pete's going to tell you all about the fine folks over at Blue Chew, and we'll keep on rolling along. Bob, well, in light of the uh, overwhelming disappointment, uh, maybe you can try to pick up your day with the good folks at Blue Chew. Uh, Blue Chew, like the color blue, uh, Blue Chew has the same active ingredients as uh, Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Uh, you can you can take a Blue Chew anytime, day or night, uh, even on a full meal, and it'll work relatively quickly. Um, if uh, you want need a prescription, you can get that pretty easily. You can get shipping uh, privately. You can plug in the locked on code uh, for the promo to get some help there. And uh, hopefully you can take care of the spouse so the spouse can take care of you. Uh, maybe the only way to kind of maybe salvage your Sunday here and your weekend. Thanks to the good folks over at Blue Chew. Again, promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. All caps, no space. Pete, uh, uh, 
when we had talked with anybody, you know, about what Hodges can maybe do is I doesn't throw, it doesn't throw a bad deep ball. Um, and red wine, look, you know, you had said, look, I, I don't want to see him this year at all. I said, you know, the way it broke and you can thank Jermaine Whitehead. You can thank Eric Murray's knee, not blaming him. Injuries is another thing. Demarius Randall. This has been, I've seen some awfully handled contract years in my life. This might be one of the most grotesque ones I've ever seen. It could be the point where, I mean, I don't know. This could be $10, $15 million off of what he's cost himself. Uh, but Pete, you know, we didn't know what red wine was. Um, red wine isn't going to be a guy that can replace Randall. The touchdown to Washington, the second deep ball to Washington. Hell, I mean, the second deep ball to Washington, there were sort of three players in the screen, one being Ward, one being Washington, the other one being Sheldrick Redwine. And he was there about three seconds late. The touchdown, he was there about two seconds late. It's but you were supposed to have a guy who was supposed to be doing these things, but he can't get his ass to practice. Uh, sometimes he can't shut up. Um, you know, look, guys, I don't care if he handed the ball to Hugh Jackson or not. This guy has severely, severely let this team down this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, he had sort of Cleveland in the palm of his hand. Uh, after last year, especially the fan base, even though a lot of that stuff was calculated, and I believe I had that, all these people fall for that crap every time. Uh, they're playing you when it comes to some of these people. Some people are genuine, some aren't. Uh, but uh, he just it, it just did not start their season on the right note. Um, he was very upset or you know, at least unhappy with the fact that he didn't get the long-term deal done that he wanted to get done. Uh, and just seems to have, you know, in a lot of ways, it just seems like he's been pouting the whole season. And he hasn't played well. Obviously, injuries have, have, have been a problem and, and sort of, uh, you know, given him reason to be frustrated, I suppose. they. Uh, but when he's been on the field, it just hasn't been very good. He's made some, some poor choices. Uh, you know, again, the, the hit he had against Deontay Johnson was ugly. Uh, you know, I don't think it was necessarily, you know, something you, know, you thought out and we're going to do, but it happened. And, and I think the right call was made in that situation. But uh, now he's just self-destructing. And in this case, it, it, it left the Browns basically completely screwed in the secondary because if Sheldrick Redwine had gone down, you know, is, it was, it, was it going to be TJ Carey the next man up? I mean, were you going to try to put JT Hassel at free safety or Justin Burris at free safety and put JT Hassel at the other spot? They were literally out of guys. And, you know, Sheldrick Redwine, I didn't love the pick when it was made. I thought there were better safeties. I, I, I still think that. Um, you know, they, they, they clearly have a more of a long-term plan, or I hope they do. Um, he struggled in, his, in place of them. Um, it's just – this is the problem, and and it doesn't make the the trade any less successful. You know, the, the Browns gave up a quarterback they didn't want uh, in in Deshaun Kaiser and got a player that helped them for one year, even if it's only that one year. And he was very good for that one year um, in terms of impact, even if his play wasn't as good as some people like to think it was. Uh, you know, Deshaun Kaiser's not even with the Packers anymore. He's moved on, and you know, the Browns had what they thought was going to be a nice safety. Um, if nothing else, I suppose it's helpful that uh, Demarius Randall, you know, uh, sort of killed him, killed his own career, at least in Cleveland, 
this year as opposed to getting a massive contract and then doing it. Uh, But I suppose if nothing else, he's helped them in that, you know, that standpoint that it makes it clear that they can't count on him and they're going to have to move on and go somewhere else with it. Uh, But uh, you know, it's, Again, the trade was successful. I can't stress that enough. But it does feed into a problematic track record with John Dorsey bringing in guys this team simply can't count on and ultimately are, are forcing more problems than they're, they're solving. In this, you know, guys like him, Antonio Callaway, uh, Jermaine Whitehead, these guys that, that, that are supposed to be answers to problems, and they actually not only can't produce, but the team has already sort of bet on them and they can't deal with it. You know, it's, it's mid-season. You can't sort of just replace a Jermaine Whitehead uh, even as bad as he was. You can't replace Demarius Randall on the fly. You just, you know, whatever options you had are injured, like Eric Murray, he's injured. Morgan Burnett is injured. I mean, it, it, it doesn't help that you've sort of had this set of calamities come through and, and hit the same spot, but it's just one more player that, that Dorsey brought in was even trying to extend, uh, you know, had, had, was was trying to extend him before anyone else. Uh, and, you know, this is sort of the product you get, is you have a bunch of unreliable players that, that can't be accountable and can't come through for this team when they need them. Uh, yeah, I mean, in that look, we went through a defensive line, uh, ran out of guys. Offensive line, ran out of guys. Safety position, ran out of guys. Look, this you can't put this stuff in, guys. You know, whatever. And some of you guys even today, oh well, you know, well, Freddie and Freddie. I mean, what do you want to do? He's not coaching Ohio State, where it's all right. The All Americans out, but I'll throw in the five star freshman and recruit. You only got what you got. I mean, you can only make so much do. I'm still going to go back to my biggest question: is is you know, and you know, I agree with Pete that the Pittsburgh defense on a whole just played better. But obviously, you had a lot of plan for these two running backs. And, you know, there should have been a, okay, you know, you should have been ready for them to adjust where the defensive line was going to take over. You know what, then play both of them in the backfield. Run them both out on swings. Pete, there's able, there's ways to combat the fact that, you know, you understand this offensive line is going to get a butt kicked, but you had, you've got these skill guys, figure it out. Otherwise, you know, you're going to go back to watching tape and you're going to be charting plays and you're going to be giving the information to somebody else who's going to get to make those calls. Well, again, I, I think um, Dorsey and the front office have to really re- re- revisit their process uh, for bringing in players because they have just pissed away so many draft assets that the Browns need to be able to hit on and they've got so little to show for it. And I think this offseason is a ton of pressure on them for to deliver. Uh, it'll be pressure on some of these guys to step up and get better, like Rudy Williams. I think he will ultimately be okay. But I don't, I'm not remotely confident that, uh, you know, Sheldrick Ribewine is going to be something. I'm not, you know, I'd love to see more of Taki Taki. Uh, you know, he's, he's a project. Um, and, and, you've got, and, and you've got all these free agents you signed that you're ultimately going to have to get rid of now which only creates more issues. And I understand that sort of some of those in the, at the moment were signed to contracts where you could sort of get out of them like DJ Carey, like Chris Hubbard and some of these others, but now you've got to replace those guys and you've limited the amount of sort of swings at, at the bat you have with that. 
Um, you currently only have so many picks. You've got, what, seven picks right now, and you have a lot to address, both offensive tackle positions, both safety positions, you know, depth on the defensive line. Linebackers still need more help. Uh, you may need to keep adding corners now. You, need, you may need receiver help. This is this position you've sort of put in, put yourself in, and a lot of it was just stupid uh, moves that were never going to work. Uh, that anyone with with any remote sense of of uh, how to how to do things wouldn't do. I mean, you 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 pick the guy that missed his entire year of football because of drug suspension, fails the drugs the drug test that's scheduled, and surprise surprise, you have to get rid of him because he failed drug test. I mean, like how how do you put yourself in this position where you're relying on these players and you can say, well, look at so and so. I don't care about those. Like I had somebody bring up Randy Moss in this discussion. What? Like I understand that Randy Moss was, you know, had his issues and ultimately found his way through them. What part of Antonio Callaway was remotely similar to Randy Moss? Um, and I don't want to live betting on those unreliable bad bets like that. They just, you know, maybe they, some of them work, but it's just not worth it. And I'd rather bet on, you know, super productive, highly athletic guys that aren't highly touted and, and you know, guys who, who love the game and want to get better at, who are, are grown-ass men who want to get, you know, are, are in it for the right reasons as opposed to, well, he's super talented, but he's a knucklehead and he wasn't able to play so-and-so because because he's too stupid to, to show up to class or, uh, you know, stay off drugs or whatever it is. The rules are the rules in, in this particular sense. You can sit there crying how stupid those rules are, but ultimately you're on the side. You, you can't use them on Sundays, and here we are, and you are rolling out a bunch of street free agents. You're throwing in a rookie you didn't want to play. You're throwing in a guy who wasn't on the, on the roster at one of your safety positions. You know, they, they, they were just out of players, and I, there's nowhere to look other than the guy who, who did the picking, and, and obviously – you know, the, the other thing with this is uh, Miles Garrett obviously made a choice that, you know, the Browns cannot account for. They, they, there is no, you, you just get to replace Miles Garrett. Uh, and that's, there, there's no getting away from that point. But overall, even with that, you know, he could have gotten injured or whatever. Um, you're still looking at this roster in this game. You're sitting here going, shouldn't we have more than this? And right now, the answer is you simply don't. And I have no, you know, again, you can point at Freddie Kitchens all you want and all the coaches and everything else. But at what point do you sit there and go, wait a minute, why is why did we have all these assets? Why did we have all this money and we're get we're five and seven? And at some point, and this isn't suggesting he needs to be fired. I'm not calling for anybody to be fired. All I'm saying is, two years in and it's bad. And it's not supposed to be. And it was waking a sleeping giant. Well, here we are. And I was promised real football players. And I'm not seeing them. No, or guys who actually care about their job. And um, for the person with Randy Moss content uh, comment, yeah, he got thrown out of Florida State, but he destroyed the world, stayed, towed the line at Marshall for two years. It's a lot, lot different than Antonio Callaway, who was basically told to get the hell out of Gainesville, Florida. Uh, so yeah, that one uh, you might want to go back and do just a little bit more and just peek in just a little bit on that one. A little bit more coming here with Pete and I on your post game locked on Browns. 
Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. For $20 off, uh, $20 off a suitcase, visit uh, awaytravel.com slash lockdown, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all lowercase, and use the promo code LOCKEDON during your checkout. As you guys know, look, if you're listening to the car, don't be going to check this stuff out now. No car accidents. Go to lockedonpodcast.com slash offers. See everything from all of our fantastic sponsors. See if it help you guys save some money here. And keep in mind, it is December, so might want to uh, always a good time to uh, find something maybe can be a gift and save some money in the process. Pete, four left. Cincinnati twice. Arizona, obviously one more with Baltimore at five and seven. Went seven, seven, eight, and one last year. Look, you know, nine and seven is possible. The way this product's running out week in, week out, I'm not sure that's feasible. But Pete, eight and eight, at, at least you can, I mean, for those who like the the moral victory, at least eight and eight would be a little bit more than seven, eight, and one. But you, you know, you, you want to see this continue. You want to see Nick Chubb continue through what should be, uh, you know, an incredible second year. Um, you're gonna need, you want to see more between Odell and Jarvis because you got to see whether or not for the amount of money you're going to put into it, is it worth it? Because right now that's a lot of money tied up in just two guys at the same position. And it just seems 80s getting a lot of it, 13, not so much. You still got to figure out the whole Kareem Hunt situation. Uh, look at five and seven. I, I'm not saying you know. Obviously, you, you know your casket's been buried yet. Stranger shit has happened in the NFL, but it ain't looking pretty. And you better find some way here, Pete, to get in and man up for these last four. I'll bury them. They're dead. I mean, it's over. I, you're not going to go in. You're not going to beat the Ravens and win the other three. And that's. It's going to be one or the other. The Cardinals are, are, are frisky enough. I, I get it. The Bengals are bad, and the Browns should beat them both times. But with what Myself the Browns are down Jets. now, um, without Miles Garrett, whatever Olivier Vernon's condition is, um, you've got to try and go defend that Ravens offense again. And you are going to be rolling out guys that just have no business being on the field in that game. I mean, right, let's put it this way. Oh, are we sure Demarius Randall is going to be on the field ever again on this team? I'm not. Um, no. And even if he is, you're still rolling with Justin Burris. You're still rolling with, with Greedy Williams, who's struggling. Uh, you know, the Ravens are getting better, and they have had some setbacks. They've lost, you know, they lost their center for the year, and they've had some other minor setbacks. But just in terms of where they are and where the Browns are, um, no. And, and, and eight and eight is a disaster. Now, you can go beyond that and say, Eight and eight is a disaster. Period. Baker Mayfield also grew as a quarterback. You know, Stephen Carlson is looks like something they can they can build around. You know, Nick Chubb is great. Period. He's just great. Uh, you can do all those things. Um, as far as Jarvis Landry, you know, he had a he had a couple of mistakes early in the game and then immediately redeemed them with like spectacular plays. Yeah, uh, obviously kept on the sidelines. Yeah, most people – obviously, that's going to be one people remember. Um, yeah, at the same time, it would have been nice if he could have come down with some of these plays. Uh, the one play in the corner would have been nice. I thought Baker Mayfield was a little bit off, but I thought Jarvis might have been able to come down with it uh, down near the goal line. But, you know, for for the amount invested, you know, certainly Jarvis Landry's playing way better than Beckham, but you're not getting your bang for the buck 
for that combination. And, and Beckham is, is largely the issue right now in terms of what they're not getting out of him. But at no point in that game did it feel like Odell Beckham was a primary dude. It, it always felt like it was Landry. Um, it felt like Beckham was sort of a, you know, an ancillary option. They, 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 they tried to do a few things to sort of feature him. But for the most part, it was get the ball to Beckham over, uh, get the ball to Landry over and over. And, and some of that's probably matchups. And, and he's a great at zone beat, uh, beating type stuff. And, and they did have some extra attention for uh, Beckham and that stuff. But, you know, those things happen. You have to be able to find a way to make those things work. But again, so much of this comes down to what were you going to do um, when it, you know, when you're playing with effectively three linemen and something had to give the running game um, had some success, but it also ran into some struggles and, and then the pass blocking just became an outright train wreck. The penalties became a problem. And I, I think the Steelers committed more penalties than the Browns did, but uh, it's just how it sort of worked itself out. It, it's just, you, you got your ass kicked up uh, on both sides of the line of scrimmage, and that really, for me, is is where this game was won and lost. And uh, you know, the other positions, you know, it's it's great and, and it's a lot of fun to talk about. But um, if you're gonna, if you can get the ball shoved down your throat, um, and you can't rush the quarterback, and you can't keep your quarterback clean, everything else is just freaking window dressing, and it doesn't doesn't mean a damn. Um, you know, obviously, guys, we'll bring you, you know, we'll bring you your full December. Uh, draft talk probably going to come a lot sooner than we anticipated, but work's got to be done. Um, just league-wise, Pete, Eagles, Jets, what the hell are y'all doing today? I haven't even had a chance to look at any other scores. I know the Bengals won. Um, the Bengals won handedly over the New York Jets while Andy Dalton returned that, by the center. I thought, was, I thought that was the entire point, is they wanted to come in and 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 get their win, and now they can go back to losing. Uh, if they're smart, anyway, uh, I hope they don't realize they're uh, the the Eagles are they're done this year. They, they, too many injuries, uh, too much of a a lingering effect of playing so many games over the past few seasons. Um, they've been just down so many guys. They lost a lot of defensive linemen earlier. Their secondary is is is, is hurting, and and they they've got no wide receivers at this point. They're just consistently injured. Uh, meanwhile, Devontae Parker, you know, monster game for him. He continues to look good. Um, most of the, I mean, the Redskins, <laughs> the Redskins uh, basically killed the Panthers season. Um, that's, you know, if, if you're going to go, that's not the way you want to go. You, you don't want to lose at home um, to the, to the Washington Redskins. That's, um, yeah, that's probably going to be the end of a lot of people in that in that particular. Yeah, that that, that leads to so that leads to some. Oh, you're not going home yet. Come to the main office. We're going to have some discussions. Um, that'll put a put a bowl here on your locked on Browns post game show. Obviously, uh, started out well. Then twenty unanswered points to a twenty and 10, 2013, Uh Got the interception from Mitchell. Able to do nothing with it. Uh, Prefer great call on the. Uh, Pooch on the uh, field goal alignment. Great call from that aspect. Um, but again, just now coming up short. Mm, not enough utensils or ingredients in the kitchen to work with. And this is how, you know, basically for the most part, 2019 is maybe put to bed 
We're going to be here for the next month. We'll give you everything. You guys know that, you know, regardless. I mean, if we were here for 0-16, we'll certainly be here to ride out 2019. Uh, make sure you're checking out at Browns Maven on Twitter. Make sure you're checking everything Browns Maven out through SI.com. Um, the show itself, at Locked On Browns. Always follow back account. DMs are always open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. You know the drill. DMs are open. Anything you need, feed me over there. Follow over there. Ratings, reviews on iTunes, all the other platforms, greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, tough day. I know everybody wanted this one, and I know everybody was feeling pretty jazzed about it. And then it gets into a spot now where you're in a hole, and you just, you know, you ain't got enough weapons to fight your way out of that hole. Kind of is what it is here, and we'll just kind of see how this last month last month plays out before we start rolling on to, uh, you know, free agency, draft talk, all of that stuff. This has been your daily delivery of all things Oak Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.